news killer shrews and the loop guru, Baba Yaga Jorogubu and the Impundulu. Now you guys realize the surprising size of all the worldwide daikaiju. Every country has a monster they're afraid of in their nation. Every monster has a country. That's Canada. Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast, episode 18, recorded April 27th, 2017. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, Despite what you may think, we actually have other interests outside of movies here and there. I don't know, man. I'm... I'm pretty into movies. Um. Yeah, that's 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 true. I I mean, we 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 both are. You you more than me for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but we we thought we'd talk a little bit about some of the the other stuff that that we get into when we're not watching movies, not watching the new stuff necessarily. Uh, may, maybe catching up on you know, old older titles, classic stuff. Um, but you know, also a little bit of you know, television, uh, books, that that kind of thing. So sort of movie adjacent. Yes, yes. So this year, um, last year, I, w- I watched all the Best Picture winners that I hadn't seen. And along with that, I also watched all the Hitchcock movies that I hadn't seen. And this year, so every year, I try to give myself some kind of film goal. This year, I'm going to try to watch all the films that I hadn't seen that had made Sight and Sounds top 10. They, every decade, they put out a list of what were the best movies ever made. For years, it was Citizen Kane was always number one. At the the last one in 2012, Vertigo was number one. And I just went through all those lists throughout decade by decade and went through the ones that I hadn't seen or ones that I couldn't remember seeing all of necessarily. And I've been gradually working my way through all of those. Last week, I watched Rashomon as part of this. And I had seen a good chunk of it before for from just being into film. I think I had probably seen it in like a class or I'd seen a good chunk of it on TCM at some point. So I finally just sat down and watched the thing from start to finish. And it actually is a very good movie. It's really quick. It's really tight. It's, I think, just under an hour and a half. I think for people just getting into Kurosawa, I think it's the great, it's the best, like, primer movie for him because it's really quick. It's a very good story. It's very interesting. Um, it won't take, like, it's going to take a lot of your attention, like Seven Samurai or, <laughs> or, or Red Beard, where those are both three-plus-hour movies. So I kind of recommend that. But I mean, I was already already a fan of this movie before I'd actually sat down and watched it all. But also part of this sight and sound thing, I watched part uh, part one of Ivan the Terrible by Sergei Eisenstein. I saw this on Filmstruck, and I know Tim and I have plugged Filmstruck before, and I'm going to keep saying it's totally worth it. It's yeah, good stuff. It's good stuff. And it's, it's about Ivan the Terrible. It's in Russian. The political parts of it are interesting in its own way, but really the thing that makes it a really cool movie is how well it's shot, the way it's composed. Um, I just started part two today, so I'll I'll see how I feel about that. And I also watched Ingmar Bergman's uh, Wild Strawberries, which I hadn't seen all. Well, I don't know if I'd seen any of it before. And and I liked that. I didn't like it as much as The Seventh Seal, though. What about you, Tim? What have you been working on? I've been watching the the new run of Mystery Science Theater on on Netflix. Woo! Yeah. Um, so, disclosure: I I backed this on Kickstarter for a. I gave a not, money too. Yeah, not not insubstantial amount of money on on my part. <laughs> Mine was was uh, 
not so much. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I, I put a, a, a decent little chunk of change towards this. Um, you know, as, as much as I could comfortably afford at the time, um, and I, I actually added a little more later after the, the Kickstarter campaign proper was, was over to do some of the, the add-on rewards. Yeah, you got a hoodie. Yeah, I, I did, and a, and a T-shirt, and I've I've got more more stuff coming. Cool. I I've been excited for this for a long time, and I'm I'm happy to say it's been really good. the The writing, the performers, the terrible terrible movies. It's it's all there, and it it works just as well as ever. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but I mean, it was it was gonna be. They've still got all the all the pieces that made it work in the first place are still there. Uh, with a little bit more production value and some slightly higher profile movies, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, be do be warned. The movies are really, really terrible. Yeah. And, you know, pe- people will will still talk about Manos, the Hands of Fate, and it's bad. <sighs> it's pretty bad. It's really, really bad. There are a couple that give it a run for its money, but it's it's totally worth it. The the riffs are great. Before before we were recording. We, we were talking about how I think the best thing about Mystery Science Theater 3000 is that it kind of helps you appreciate what you're watching regular. Uh, <laughs> as, as, a, as a film person who goes on the Internet, there's a there's a word that gets thrown around a lot just willy nilly um, saying, ah, this movie is trash. This movie is garbage or, you know, usually in reference to some comedy or, or something. And I'm like, guys, guys, we're gals. You, you, if this you think this is garbage, you have not watched enough movies. Um, and the thing about Mystery Science Theater is it exposes you to those kinds of movies without really having to do the the legwork. You get to watch a bad movie in a in a in a quote safe space, and you still get to kind of learn about the importance of seeing something <laughs> really really terrible. Yeah, there 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 is this this sort of comedy that acts as a, a layer of insulation. And and also the movies are slightly abridged because you know, an, an episode of the show runs about ninety minutes. You get most of the movie, but I mean there are some some segments with the hosts and yeah, you get about things seventy five minutes of the movie, I guess, which is usually more than enough. I think Reptilicus, you get. I mean, you get the idea of how much, like I can't remember what was cut out of Reptilicus. Yeah. Is, is is what I'm saying. Um, when I saw nothing, this, you're likely to miss. Uh, let's see what else. What else? Uh, comic book superheroes are prolific, not just in film, but also in television. Mm. And I've been watching more of those than I care to admit to myself. Yeah, Tim is so, Tim is somehow yeah. invested. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm not even sure how it happened. I, I I guess mostly because most of them have been overall pretty good. Uh, there, there have been some hits and misses. A, a lot of hay's already been made over um, Marvel's Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty mediocre to start with, and it did get better and is better now. So I'm, I'm still watching that and mostly still enjoying it. That's good. I, I do, I do wish it tied in more with the movies because there, there are a lot of things going on in the movies that would have an impact on what's going on on the show and you know, they're they're dealing with some you know big world changing stuff on the show too it's yeah it's it's a little weird that there's there's not as much cross pollination the the Netflix shows uh you know that are more adult geared you know Daredevil Luke Cage Jessica Jones Jessica Iron Jones. Fist 
Uh, yeah. I think I have two episodes left of Jessica Jones. Man, um, that one was hard to get through. It's 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 good. It's really really good. But, but it's, it's kind of intense. It's hard to watch. It's really intense. Yeah. Yeah. All all of those. Most of the the DC flavored stuff on the the CW. Uh, I kind of hate that I'm still watching Legends of Tomorrow because it's it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but is it's, it? But is it like does it scratch an entertainment itch that you need? You know, that's that's the important thing sometimes. I'm not sure that it does. Oh, but... <laughs> you're, just, you're just that sucked in, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 re-examining it, this one right it's, now. It's okay. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. The good news is the season's over for them. Okay. And and ended a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it 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 tries to be sort of the off kilter, goofy kind of thing that like like Guardians of the Galaxy did in mm-hmm. the Marvel movies, but. It, doesn't really succeed it mostly comes off goofy without really being silly and comedically entertaining yeah but not in like a cool 66 batman sort of way huh so imagine that it's got about that much cheese but doesn't quite keep itself from taking itself too seriously enough Uh, okay yeah i can see how that might be a problem yeah it it also doesn't help that they They've got four shows on this network now, and they're they're doing crossovers with you know all four shows and these, these big event deals. And yeah. So does that mean like CW is over fifty percent like comic book related now with all those Mar- with all those DC shows and Riverdale? Uh, yeah, some something like that. And they've got one or two more in the offing. I I think they're they're gonna do a, a show on uh, on Vixen as a character, which yeah, okay, it could be interesting. All right, but yeah, I'm 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 happy to say that the other three are pretty good, and I'm still enjoying them for the most part. So, Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow are are all still pretty good. I'm I'm liking those. Yeah, what what else? What else? Uh, the Expanse mm-hmm. uh, is a series of novels, and more recently, a, a show on the Sci Fi Channel, which hasn't really been pulling any punches in terms of the um, maturity level of its content, which is good. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a space opera. And I've actually really enjoyed the the first two books. I'm I'm just starting the third one. I think the second season of the show has just ended. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty good. Uh, imagine like somewhere between Star Wars and Star Trek, with the, a dash of Game of Thrones, and it it, it works pretty well. The the characters are entertaining and and well drawn and you you get invested in them so there's there's some good drama and there's some exciting action and it's there's there's some fun to it too and and mystery nice i think it's yeah i think it's kind of odd that like television got so much more mature than movies lately i could for the life of me i cannot think of any film in the last like three years that i would say that is an adult drama and i don't mean like it's like an adult drama like you know but something you want to hide from your parents adults. but um, like <laughs> right. I, I can't think of anything like that and i feel like there's a fair amount of tv shows that are like that uh, my wife and i we were watching 13 reasons why on netflix and, and that has an ma rating and does for a reason and and i'm not gonna say it's like the most mature tv show because it's about you know high schoolers and such I don't know. It feels like a more mature show than it should be, and I think that's pretty cool that we're like we're at that point. Uh, I just kind of wish movies were like that again. Like you can watch movies, old movies from the '70s that that you would be like, and you know, that is a movie for adults to watch 
not because it's like particularly like you know illicit right. or something, but like that is something for adults <laughs> to watch with adult problems and to understand. And there's things like that on TV or on Netflix in serial format now that I think is, I think it's cool that that's out there. Yeah, so it's nice to know that that's even in the realm of genre. Yeah. Uh, You've been reading stuff. Yeah, I, I also recently read the Arthur C. Clarke novel, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Now, what is, it's, is the movie based off, of, it was, was it based off a short story that he and Kubrick got together in? So this, this is sort of a, a unique thing because both the the book and the movie were sort of a, a parallel collaborative effort between Kubrick and Clark. Mm-hmm. So they were they were both sort of going on at the same time. Right. And there are differences between the book and the movie that exist in the movie because the budget wouldn't really allow. Yeah. Like in, in the movie they, they go to Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the book it's Saturn, and the reason it's not Saturn in the movie is because that would be too expensive to produce and make it look convincing because of the rings and such. All because uh, of rings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cassini I mean, just went there. Yeah. Can't that? Whatever. Um, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Well, sorry. I mean, <laughs> I'm just making fun. Okay. Go on. Yeah. I mean, we're we're only what 50 years later. At least. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. This 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 was the late 60s. Um, yeah. So I'm 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 still a big fan of the film, like a lot of people are. It's it's a great piece of cinema. And reading reading the book. It, it does shed some light on some things that aren't really explained in the film that are sort of left as an exercise for the viewer, if you will, mm-hmm. to kind of speculate and, and think about. So there's there's that, and I, I found that kind of interesting. And it's like, okay, having chewed on this for I, I don't know how many years it's been since I, I saw the movie for the first time. So that's, that's not too far off. I, I, I do have to say, though, that I found as sort of straightforward as the the film was for most of its plot the i found the book really very dry it's mm-hmm. it's not very long it's it's i feel like it, the copy i have yeah. is like 200 pages at the most yeah it's it's um, it's it's around 200 less than yeah. 250 yeah it's i think it's like in sure. the 185 range or something or the maybe yeah, i don't know something like that yeah <laughs> it's it's not very long it's no. it's a short book and it's it's very dry. There's there's not really a whole lot about the characters. So there's there's a lot of the high science fiction stuff of the time. So you know, speculative about technology and what would this be like. And it's 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 neat to see now that the stuff that he was spot on about and other stuff that nobody saw coming. Mm-hmm. How how far off that is. It's like here we are, 2017, you know, 16 years after this was supposed to have taken place in the far future of 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, this author I like, Joe R. Lansdale, he wrote the short story that Bubba Hotep is based off of. He has a series of, they're essentially mystery novels uh, about these two guys, Hap and Leonard, in West Texas, solving mysteries and getting in fights. Uh, um, <laughs> but with his with his West Texas charm and or East Texas, sorry, East Texas charm. And there he just published a mosaic novel with those characters. Um, there's a TV show that you can watch on Netflix, too. And and IFC, I think, just had a second season. Yeah, that's that's what I've been reading. Those are fun to read, but I feel like you have to read a lot in order to really get into them. I recommend them, but you, you have to. You're gonna have to do some work. Yeah, in a somewhat similar vein, I've uh, I've been into the Walt Longmire mysteries for a few years. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. There's the the TV show Longmire that was on A and E, and then Netflix picked it up, mm. and its final season should be 
uh, out later this year, I believe. Yeah. But the the show is generally a, a little bit darker and and more serious mm-hmm. than, than the books are. The books are more fun, but it can can still be dark and serious. Yeah. Cheeseburger literature is what I refer to this as. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 kind of like that. Yeah, and and that's actually not supposed to be like making fun of it, but hey, I I like a good cheeseburger. Yeah, every so often you just need a cheeseburger. Next month, so moving on. Uh, so next month in less than a month now, actually, Twin Peaks is coming back for a revival or a return or the, or season three. I don't really know what to call it but i'm getting more twin peaks so i've been re-watching the show i've had this blu-ray set for a while now so i finally had a really good excuse to sit down and watch them all again i'm i'm literally on the last episode and after that i get to watch Firewalk with me again and the missing pieces which is like an hour like a movie's worth of stuff deleted from Firewalk with me and i'm really looking forward to that but yeah, that's 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 been the stuff I've been getting through. You've been watching stuff on Blu-ray as well, right? Yeah, I've I've been watching old Star Trek original series. Uh, I I bought the the complete Blu-ray set a little while back, and mm-hmm. I I'll put that on now and then just to have something on. Yeah, you know, more more than anything else, because like I've I've seen all of these or or nearly all. I've I've run across one or two that's like I never saw this one all the way through and. It's it's Star Trek. I mean, it's it's terrible sometimes. It's really bad, but you know, it it still has good ideas, and mm-hmm. you can you can look at this and and see the the germ of it and why it's endured so much. It's slightly fixed up, right? It looks a little bit better or something. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 Blu-ray set actually includes you can you can choose uh, either the the original version or the the remastered version, which they they did a a digital cleanup of of the film elements or a, a lot of them and uh like all the all the space shots where you see the the ships flying around mm-hmm. and you know, in orbit over the planets that's that's all been redone digitally they they took these high res 3D scans of the original model which hangs in the Smithsonian Institute now and cool not not like Star Wars special edition. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like it's no. not like the Gorn shoots first now or something. They yeah. actually they they did make the Gorn blink. Ah, oh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> actually, it looked pretty convincing. Uh, I don't know. Well, here's the thing about okay, so the Ewoks blink now, and the weird thing about that is, <laughs> growing up, they never blinked. And the thing is, they blink now, and I find that creepy, but I didn't think it was creepy when they didn't blink. So it's all just one big, complicated feeling about blinking that you might as well just not do, um, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the, the Gorn's kind of creepy and kind of silly-looking to begin with. So it's, well, yeah, yeah, he's the, the Gorn. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that, I, I, I wasn't really bothered by that. It's... The, the the spirit of it is is just let's let's take this and make it look as good as we can yeah that's and, that's and still cool. remain true to it so it's 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 pretty neat and looking at it side by side you know with the the original effect shots I'm like wow <laughs> well it's cool that you can look at it side by side the thing I wish sometimes is that some of my uh, my like seventies grindhousey horror films that that well, I first watch on like a third generation bootleg. Sometimes I wish they had an option where it wasn't as cleaned up and good looking. <laughs> I have okay, I have this really awesome, really cleaned up like very beautiful Blu-ray of The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they did a really good job. The movie looks amazing, but to be honest, like the best I ever saw that movie was I saw it in in Santa Fe 
like late night and it looked like it was filtered through mud cleaned with a wire brush it had splices in the dumbest places it was just chopped up all over the place and to be honest i i think i liked that like i think that was the best way to watch that movie but i don't know yeah for Uh, for pretty much any other kind of movie yeah it's let's you know preserve it and, and keep it clean as as best we can let's have it have it look as it looked but but yeah i i get where you're coming from yeah it's better for, that it's cleaned up and everything but like it's definitely the better way to actually watch that movie you know a part of me is like oh, I, I wish you could have like, <laughs> i wish you had that option as like a special feature like this standard definition ugly version of it for you to watch like thousands of people had watched you know growing like seeing it for the first time oh well yeah so what are you looking forward to yeah. What am I looking forward to? I got Guardians of the Galaxy coming up pretty soon. Uh, uh, yeah, next week as, as I, we record. That that might be it. Um, they're trying to. Uh, there's there's a few there's things far off in the horizon. Like the the it adaptation is something yeah. I'm excited about, but that's not for a number of months. That's not till the other end of the summer. Yeah, that's 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 okay. Let's 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 talk the summer season a little. Uh, I'm going to go see the new Mummy movie. Not because I necessarily like The Mummy that much. Um, I do like The Mummy, but I, I am a universal horror, like universal monsters kid. That is the the silly things I grew up watching. And I wasn't totally into the action-adventure ones that they remade the late 90s, early 2000s with Brendan Fraser. I like Brendan Fraser, but... I yeah. wasn't really I wasn't particularly interested in those movies, but I'm very interested in them making a cinematic universe because they had made a cinematic universe before in the 40s. So they're kind of the people that first started doing this. So it'll I'm excited to see that happening again. And if I have to watch a Tom Cruise fight a mummy movie to get that. OK, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This this one's a little weird to me just because when when they had the, the cinematic universe before it wasn't through necessarily any sort of conscious effort. It's just like, hey, we've got all these monster characters. What if we have one show up in another movie? Because, I mean, they were really just cranking these things out. You know, not mm. not long movies at all by by modern standards. And Yeah, they're about, like, the longest one is Son of Frankenstein, and that's, that's, that's about an hour and 40 minutes. But most of them cap out before 75. So, yeah, like hour, hour 15. Yeah. Like, well, like some of them, I think, are like some of the mummy movies are only like an hour and six minutes or something. <laughs> like, they were right. B movies. They were supposed to be um, tacked on with something else. So, so I'm, I'm curious to see what happens now with them ostensibly <laughs> sort of putting some, some effort and, and thought into this. Yeah. Rather than, you know, just, just trying to cross promote. Yeah. And well, and before, like when Frankenstein met the Wolfman and eventually Dracula, you know, he they never had them. They never had the mummy involved. And and in this, we're going to have the Invisible Man eventually. And we have Dr. Jekyll, which is which means you also get Mr. Hyde. Um, you get those guys as well. I do not. We are not getting a Phantom of the Opera as far as I know right now, but we'll see what happens. There is rumor about Scarlett Johansson meeting the creature from the black lagoon we'll we'll see if that pans out i'd be totally into that they have been talking about making a black lagoon remake since 3d became big again i'm totally happy about this yeah yeah so let's see for for me uh yeah yeah guardians um also looking forward to spider-man because i I think they've got a decent chance of of doing it well there's a good yeah i I agree like like properly this time Mm mm-hmm 
Uh, let's there's there's the new Alien movie in a few weeks. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go. I'm well, gonna... yeah, I may go depending on what you say. Uh, I didn't like Prometheus that much, so no. And I know this is not the same thing. It sort of is because Prometheus is is very solidly in the same continuity with the Alien films, and yeah, this comes after Prometheus, but before Alien. But has got aliens in it, mm-hmm. something. I'm 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 not sure. Prometheus was visually stunning. It was absolutely oh, yeah. gorgeous. I I saw it in a in an IMAX 3D presentation and it looked amazing. But as with most Ridley Scott problems, he needed another draft before he started shooting. Uh, he he needed different writers. Yes. I'll, I'll I'll I will go that far. You'll go that far, yeah. I I will go that far. Well, you just we just don't have Dan O'Bannon around anymore to uh, no. put people back into shape, I guess. No. What else? Yours? Anything else you're excited for? Yeah, the new Star Trek series still in limbo as far mm-hmm. as the release date goes. I mean, it it seems to be moving along. They, they are they are filming stuff, right? Yes, yes, okay. they are. They it's... have not announced everybody who's in the cast, but I I they they have been. In production, they're still not really showing set pictures or, or anything. Jason Isaacs from uh, Harry Potter uh, is going to be the new captain, but the show is not about the captain. the The main character is is actually this, you know, slightly lower down officer who's like a lieutenant commander or something. Okay, supposed to focus on her. I I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I'm hopeful. There are some some good people involved in the the creative side of things, in the the writing and producing. Uh, even though uh, Brian Fuller is not anymore, I think he he kind of stuff happened, and he's he's mostly working on American Gods these days. I think that's cool. So, I need to watch that. I've never read the, those books though, but I, I'm a fan no, of Brian Fuller. Either. So. And I like I like Neil Gaiman. I just have never read that particular book. Yeah, I actually haven't either. So let's see. There's there's that. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, I'm, I am okay. I'm going to at least buy a ticket. Yeah, um, I'm interested. I, I'm act, I am interested from the trailers. But I was when I heard that they were going to have a Wonder Woman movie, I was like, I am going to buy a ticket to this, whether or not I actually see it, just so maybe it will convince Marvel to make a Black Widow movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know that seems like a weird reason to do it, but <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, uh, you got anything else? No, no, that's about it. I think that's our show for tonight. Thanks for coming with us on this meandering little little experiments. I guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll probably do some more of these in future, but not not real frequently. Just just yeah. now and then. We'll yep. uh, we'll we'll be more on topic solidly with you know properly with movies next time. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.